Hello, and welcome to the July 4th service of Holy Communion, recorded live at St. Peter's-by-the-Sea Church in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Father Craig Swan, presiding. Good morning, morning. and welcome on this not-so-wonderful 4th of July. Um, I ask your prayers today, especially for our golfers who are not with us, who have been led astray. I I understand there's a lot of praying on the golf course, but um, I thought today they'd all be here because it's too wet, but obviously it's never too wet to play golf. A couple of quick announcements. First and foremost, um, for those who prefer to park on the streets, if you have not already picked one up, please pick up one of these green pieces of paper. We've had some very overly zealous CSOs. They're new and they're young this year, and they have been ticketing our cars um, during church. If you do get a ticket, don't worry. Please drop it off with the church office. I just bring them down to the police department, and they're very happy to um, void them out. So it's not a problem, but we want to help out our CSOs and know that you are good church people, and so we will put these in your windows, and um, that'll help prevent the problem overall. For those who have received and read the ENET, you know that this summer we've got our Brothers Keepers concerts back in, um, back up and running again, and this year Jody DeSalvo is giving us three wonderful concerts. The music ranges from classical to country fiddling to contemporary to Broadway. Uh, We will be featuring many different artists, um, one of which um, will be returning, Glenn Basham. He is the concertmaster for the Naples Symphony Orchestra in Naples, Florida. It is a concert not to be missed. Ticket prices are $25, and that is a bargain in Florida where um, Jody performs on a regular basis. She charges $40 a ticket, and she sells out the concert hall every time. She is phenomenal. She's a great entertainer. And uh, again, you don't want to miss them. We have moved the concerts to Wednesday nights, hoping that's more of a convenient time than trying to do it on a Saturday. And tickets are available through Eventbrite, and the links are found in our um, eNet every week. Also, this week you will be receiving um, a brochure listing the concerts and also opportunities for sponsorship or patron tickets and that will help defray the costs of our um, musicians so that we can bring every dollar in can go directly to support the community market in its endeavors. Also a thank you to the men of the Buildings and Grounds Committee. Um, They have stepped in and been a, a great help in cleaning as Dave puts it of buffing and fluffing the church for Sunday morning in Dave's absence. Um, For those who are not aware, uh, Dave's wife Linda um, passed away on Monday evening. Uh, Her funeral services are Tuesday calling hours from 4 to 8 p.m. at Nardalillo's here on Boston Neck Road. And then Wednesday at 10.30 is the funeral service at St. Mary's Star of the Sea um, here in Narragansett. A collation follows immediately after the service at the Towers. The church office will be closed all day on Wednesday to allow staff members to attend services. 
Also, as today is Independence Day, um, it is a date marked by the Book of Common Prayer. And at the time of the collect, don't sit down immediately. Um, I will be reading a second collect, in which is the collect marked for Independence Day. Um, and finally, for those who are visiting, um, we typically, during this time, are distributing the Eucharist from a station right at the crossing kind of here where the carpets cross, um, I will distribute the bread. I will have a lay uh, Eucharistic minister distribute the wine. The wine is distributed by intinction or more um, commonly called by dipping. Uh, and that we will continue probably through to the end of the summer. And hopefully if um, the COVID pandemic continues to be at the low dull roar that it is currently here in Rhode Island, we'll go back to using the altar rail for the reception of communion. Those are my announcements at this time. Have I missed anything? On that note, please stand and please sing loud and proud hymn 657.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you have taught us to keep all your commandments by loving you and our neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit, that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And as we celebrate Independence Day, we pray, Lord God Almighty, in whose name the founders of this country won liberty for themselves and for us, and lit the torch of freedom for nations then unborn, grant, we beseech you, that we and all the people of this land may have grace to maintain these liberties in righteousness and peace, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the second book of Samuel. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul was king over us, it was you who led us out of Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, it is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel, you who shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And at Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. David occupied the stronghold and named it the city of David. David built the city all around from Milo inward. And David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Please read Psalm 48 with me. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. In the city of God is his holy hill. Beautiful and lofty, the joy of all the earth is the hill of Zion, the very center of the world in the city of the great king. God is in her citadels. He is known to be her refuge. Behold, the king of the earth assembled and marched forward together. They looked and were astounded. They retreated and fled in terror. Trembling seized them there. They writhed like a woman in childbirth, like ships of the sea when the east wind shatters them. As we have heard, so we have seen. In the city of the Lord hosts, in the city of our God. God has established her forever. We have waited in silence on your loving kindness, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your praise, like your name, O God, reaches to the world's end. Your right hand is full of justice. Let Mount Zion be glad and the cities of Judah rejoice. Because of your judgments, make the circuit of Zion walk round about her. Count the number of her towers. Consider well her bulwarks. Examine her strongholds that you may tell those who come after, this God is our God forever and ever. He shall be our guide forevermore. A reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. But I wish to boast, but if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand and join in singing 
hymn 671. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. Hymn 671. Jesus came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, Stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Christ. Even though our readings for this morning are not the readings used for Independence Day, I think it's quite fascinating that they'd show up on this weekend because they work so well together. Especially when you think about the Old Testament reading, the story of David. And we've come to the, um, come to the culmination of this story in which good King David has finally brought all 12 tribes of Israel to be united under one ruler. Prior to this, under the time of Saul, the kingdoms were divided. You had the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. And throughout history, since the day of Abraham and Jacob, the 12 tribes kind of fo functioned independently throughout history. But now they have come together. It is almost on some level, as glorious as the day our forefathers proclaimed their independence from the monarchy in England. And on this day, there's a bit of bittersweetness to it. Because as much as the united kingdoms and tribes come together and aspire to be that kingdom of God that Israel was to be, the truth be told, this was a marking of a turning away from God. Just a few weeks ago, in our Old Testament readings, we've been following the book of Samuel now sequentially for a while. We heard the story of just before King Saul being brought into his reign, the people going to Samuel and asking them, asking him to ask God to permit them to have a king, an earthly ruler. Up until that point, Israel was ruled through a theocracy and the prophets. But they have now asked for human rule, earthly rule. And so this moment of uniting under David is a moment of the beginning or the fruition of the departure from divine rule and for Israel to begin to do its slow fall into what always happens when earthly rule is desired. 
It doesn't take David long when he comes to the peak of his power to turn astray, to have affairs, to commit adultery, and then ultimately to murder Uriah. It doesn't take long for the kingdom of Israel, its own foundation, to crumble. And within two generations of monarchs actually fall apart again. For this kingdom of united tribes only lasted but a little while. But the aspirations in the beginning were true. They were solid. To be that kingdom of God. And great celebration took place as the city in the heart of Israel is built called Jerusalem. And in its heart is the temple. And at last the Ark of the Covenant finally has a permanent place to rest and be present. I don't think it's too far off from what we celebrate today. I think about the fact that my math was off earlier by one year, I've discovered. Thank you for consulting with an engineer beforehand because I uh, always get my math corrected. 145 years ago, men gathered to sign the Declaration of Independence and some decade or so later, to sign the Constitution with the preamble that tells us that America is for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those were truly wonderful, aspiring words for all men. And so you think about when that document was written. While the words were aspirational, they were words only meant for a certain part of the population. First of all, only for men, only for men of European descent. They were not intended for those who've been brought over and enslaved to work our fields. Those words were not intended for those indigenous people whose land this was to begin with. But they were still words of aspiration. And while from today's perspective we can judge accordingly, I would like to say over the last 245 years, we as a country have worked hard to live into those words and to make those words apply to all people who live in this land. And for us, the good people of Narragansett, we truly do live with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But we gathered here today are not all that different than the good people of Nazareth who gathered in the synagogue to hear Jesus speak. And as we hear from them, we're offended because coming from the mouth of a laborer, the carpenter, who if you read Mark does not talk about Joseph, So there's almost a fatherless man. The words he spoke were offensive. Now Mark doesn't tell us what he talked about. But my assumption is what he told the good people of Nazareth who came to the synagogue that day. He talked to them about the need for repentance. That just like their neighbor, whom they judged as unrighteous, they were equally as unrighteous that they too just like their neighbor who was blind or deaf or crippled needed to repent 
in order to find the grace of God. And at those words of truth from Jesus, they were offended. And as I think about that story in the gospel, I ask myself this question. Because for those of us who live the narrative of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is very hard for us to hear that in this country there are those who do not live or feel they live into that narrative and live yet a narrative in what almost seems like two totally different countries, almost foreign to one another. Are the offensive words of Jesus in Nazareth still heard today? Are the offensive words of Jesus to the people of Nazareth, those words that make us uncomfortable when we hear people of black and brown and people of color talk about the lack of justice for them are the words that Jesus spoke that were offensive similar to the words of the LGBTQ plus community that has to worry every time we go through an election cycle whether their rights and their right to life freedom and liberty and happiness is being challenged every time an election comes up? Is it the words that make us uncomfortable of the transgendered youth who confuses many of us when they say, I use the pronouns they and we and their as as opposed to he or she because somehow they don't relate in a binary world? Are the words of Jesus that made the people of Nazareth uncomfortable still proclaimed by the indigenous people of this land, whose land is constantly being challenged and their sovereignty questioned? These words are very uncomfortable for us here who live the narrative of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But as I said, those words, when originally written, were words of aspiration. What it means to be words of aspiration is that we're not there yet. And that we are aware that we have not fully lived into those words as a country. In the same way that we live in aspiration when we talk about the kingdom of God on earth. We aspire towards that. And as uncomfortable as it may be for us to hear that we aren't there yet, it is those words those words that make us uncomfortable, that challenge us to continue to fight and to aspire for something greater, to be that kingdom on a hill or that city on a hill, to be this transformative force where all people enjoy the words of the preamble of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that the justice that we enjoy are enjoyed by all. This country is not perfect on this Independence Day. It is still great, though. Its imperfections do not make it less than it is. But what it tells us, that our founding fathers gave us something to aspire towards, 
to be that same country that the kingdom, the United Kingdom, aspired toward as well, to be that kingdom of God where all experience and all are welcome to the table and all are invited to be part of the kingdom of God for which we as a people of God seek to be and this country at its forming hope to become and continues to work towards being. Amen. I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming your faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead in the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we, that we all may be one. one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake that our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for John, Betsy, and Desolucia Frida, Ronald and Ruth Gabois, and Jean Garish. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for this nation, the President of the United States, Congress, the courts, and all others in civil authority. 
For all who have died in the communion of your church, we pray especially for Linda Oosterholt and Norman Chopi, and for those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may have rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray to you, O Lord. Hasten, O Father, the coming of your kingdom, and grant that we, your servants who now live by faith, may with joy behold your Son at his coming in glorious majesty, even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Mighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. Oh, I'm sorry. In our offertory hymn, hymn 637, How Firm a Foundation, found in the blue hymnals.
Please stand and let us join in singing hymn 719, America the Beautiful.
Thank you for listening to this service of Holy Communion recorded live at St. Peter's by the Sea Church in Narragansett, Rhode Island on July 4th, 2021.